Hey friends, welcome to today's episode. I am so excited that you are here. Today we're digging deep into the problems with dieting. But before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to remind you of a few things. Now, if you're somebody who struggles with dieting and you struggle with the weekend specifically, I've worked with clients and they've always said to me, it's the weekends for me that I struggle the most. Then you are going to want to sign up to my free masterclass, which is talking and teaching you how to ditch the weekend overeating binges and then starting your diet over again every single Monday. All you need to do is head on over to the website, www.vanutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash masterclass and you can grab your free training on there and get all the good stuff so you don't have to start over your diet every single Monday. The second thing that you will love is we are starting in the month of June the eight-week group coaching nutrition program. This is my jam-packed mindset and nutrition coaching program and with this course what will happen is we will go deep when it comes to mindset so you get my bespoke CBT coaching mindset book to keep you having and building the correct mindsets to keep you building the nutrition habits for the long term and also how to maintain these habits so you don't have to keep coming back to dieting say goodbye to dieting when you sign up to this program you can sign up to the program at the website www.vanutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash all dash the dash trimmings but if you do have any questions before you sign up you can go ahead and dm me at va nutrition coaching on any of the platforms whichever one that you prefer you can dm me or if you're somebody that likes good old-fashioned email support at vanutritioncoaching.co.uk is is the email and any of those platforms you can reach me on and ask me any questions but if you're somebody who wants to start and you're tired of doing it on your own and you want the accountability and you want me as your wing woman then sign up today all of the information will also be in the show notes so you can join us friends i cannot wait to join us june is gonna be an epic month but for now let's get into today's episode hello and welcome to another episode of va nutrition coaching the podcast with me your host verona your qualified nutrition coach your qualified personal trainer and soon to be cognitive behavior therapist this podcast is for you if you are that mum, wife or sister friend and now you're ready to finally lose those 5 10 or even 15 pounds and keep them off and you want me in your corner as your coach to help you get we will rebuild your confidence we'll tackle those toxic thoughts that hold you back and we'll put together your unique nutrition plan that doesn't have you on dangerously low calories working out seven days a week of intense cardio or have you feeling like you need to completely cut out all carbs all the food you enjoy and just eat plain old bland chicken and broccoli there's more to nutrition than just chicken and broccoli and me as your coach that's what i'm going to teach you to do now sit back and enjoy today's episode now we're going to talk about dieting now you may see all over the internet that there are a plethora of information that talk about diets. You might have even been on one. You might have been on one since you were in your teens and you've continued to follow those diets, hoping to get the results that you want. But what happens is you keep shifting and recycling the same few pounds over and over again, that you're not actually getting anywhere, but spending money and not getting the results that you're hoping to get. So in today's episode, what I'm going to talk about is the actual problem that happens when you go on a diet. From the get-go, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I like to give you the definitions of words and meanings. Not because you might not know the definition, but because that's how I like to roll. So the definition of diet has two meanings. So the first definition is 
the way that you eat as a lifestyle. And that's just in general terms. For example, expanding on that a little bit, that means so you have a diet that's full of fat and processed foods or sugary foods on a daily basis, or you have a diet that is full of nutrient dense foods or vitamins and minerals as well on a daily basis. And that's what you have every single day. Now, the second definition is the one that most of us tend to cling to day in, day out, or year in, year out, whichever applies to you specifically. Now, the key word there is restrict. And when you're following a diet, that's exactly what you're doing, whether it's a fad diet or a diet in general, you're actually restricting yourself from food in order to lose weight. Now, scientifically, in order to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit. That means you are consuming fewer calories than your body burns overall on a daily basis. And that calorie deficit does not need to come just from food alone. That's a culmination of several things that you're doing. It's your thermic effect of food, which means how many calories your body needs to digest your food. It's also the non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So that's basically things like walking and everyday movements. If you're quite animated, like I am, I'm talking and I'm moving my hands, I'm moving my head, I've got a chicken neck going on and all of that kind of stuff. That takes calories that takes energy to burn it also takes into account your activity so for example exercise that's done by activity which is a very small percentage so those of you that do double the workouts thinking that you're going to burn more calories that's not necessarily the case it just plays a small part into it most of the calories that our bodies burn is when we are at rest all of that energy is needed just for your body to function on a day-to-day basis for example my body needs 1400 calories per day just to keep me alive that's not doing anything that's not doing any walking any talking or anything like that that's making sure that my body stays alive is 1400 calories so if you're somebody that wants to eat 1200 calories and like me your body needs 1400 calories to survive not do anything else eating 1200 calories a day you are not going to effectively lose weight like that and that's where issues with your metabolism can arise and also amenorrhea which means loss of your period before you enter into the menopause stage as well as other things in your body with losing muscle mass etc we do not need to be on dangerously low restrictive calories unless we have been medically advised this is the case now the real place where 1200 calories came from if you haven't listened to the episode go and listen to that episode about 1200 calories but just to give you a synopsis we're that came from years and years ago before you and I were born were by two medical doctors. One was years and years ago, the other medical doctor more current, I can't pronounce his name, but if you watch my 600 pound life and things like that, that's the doctor that predominantly uses 1200 calories. And the reason why he does that is in his practice. And so his practice is to do bariatric surgery. And so because of many of the patients that he works with are morbidly obese, in order for them to go to the operating theater, they have to be at a certain weight that is legal for him to operate on them. And also ensures that they do not stay on the operating table. So that's why he has created that plan specifically for them to reduce an amount of weight so it's safe for him to operate and complete the bariatric surgery. So if you're somebody that's not ready for bariatric surgery and you're not currently working with that doctor and it's not prescribed to you, it is not something that you need to do in order to lose weight. There's so much misinformation out there that we follow and we are desperate to get these results that we do these restrictive we do these restrictive measures because she did it, but she doesn't tell you how hard it was. She can only tell you in 2,000 characters if you're on Instagram. She can only tell you in so many characters if you're on Facebook. She can only tell you in so many characters if you're on TikTok. And on TikTok, it's even less, it's even less characters unless she's doing like 10 
10 comments on our own page unless she's giving you 10 comments per time but at the same time if we're aspiring to other women and doing what they do we have no idea of the metabolic damage that is happening on the inside of their body yeah they may look fantastic but they might not advertise to you publicly on tiktok that i've lost my periods because i had restrictive low calories so when we're aspiring to do these things that other women do we need to check the sources that we're following no and i'm not saying that you cannot be inspired by somebody else's journey absolutely get inspired by someone else's journey but get it inspired by somebody else's journey who has done it sustainably and is still maintaining those results today. Because if you're going to live this way for the rest of your life at a healthy weight, confident in your body, no longer being insecure about your husband seeing you naked or your children seeing you at night sneaking into the cupboard so you're no longer doing those things or waking up in the middle of the night and sneaking into the fridge to binge eat and to comfort eat and to emotion eat. Now, if that's your goal for a long-term process in a long-term period, why is there a rush? There is no rush because if that's what you want to live like every single year where you're no longer doing those things, this is a slow and steady, this is a slow and steady race. Now the hair and the tortoise and all of that stories when we used to grow up and we used to hear that and we're like, no, we've got to get there quickly. We've got to get there quickly. No, nope. because if you are somebody listening now and you know that you've, and you've fallen prey into that message, the glitzy colors, the bright colors, the stars, the bells, the whistles, where they tell you, take this pill, do this concoction, you will lose fat fast, you will do this, you will do all the promises that they can give you, but if you cannot sustain it, then it doesn't work for you. That is point blank period. I'm with you because I did the same things, but it got to a point where come Christmas and I was going to people's houses, I couldn't carry those coloured containers and have Christmas dinner with those coloured containers. And the result of that was I was so bloated because I had restricted carbohydrates from my diet for so long in an attempt to lose fat. And then when I went to family members' house, I caused them offence by bringing out coloured containers or my little shake or my one piece of lettuce wrap and some meats and said, this is my lunch. And it was not lunch at all. It was disordered eating. And that's what fad diets do. They bring about restriction, they bring about binging, and they bring about disordered eating. And friends, if you're listening and you're in that place, don't sit in this place for too long. Don't stay in that place. It can be so discouraging to be like, I don't know where to go. I don't know how to get help. Reach out to me. This is why I put this podcast on. This is why I became a coach to help you and women like you. I'm on Instagram at VA Nutrition Coaching. I'm on LinkedIn at VA Nutrition Coaching. I'm on Facebook at VA Nutrition Coaching. I'm on these platforms where you can reach out to me. Just send me a DM. Hi, Verona. Uh, it's Sally here. I loved your podcast listening, telling me the truth about diets. I listened to it and you know what? It was this, it was that. Reach out to me. I'm also on TikTok at VA Nutrition Coaching. So there's platforms that you can reach out. I'm approachable. You can pr approach me. And if I can't help you, I will direct you to a coach that is super suitable for you with your permission you giving me the permission that I'm okay to share that with them and I make contact with them and I will connect you with those coaches if you don't work together it doesn't matter part of being a coach is to help you get the results whether that's with me or connecting you to another coach so please don't struggle if this is you and you're listening or you've got a partner that is struggling in this way all you need to do is have a conversation and we'll take it from there that's it there's no coins exchange at that particular point 
We're just having a conversation to see if what you're struggling with is something that I can help you with. If it's not, I'll tell you straight there and connect you to another coach if that's the case. So let's get into the rest of this, the problem with diets when it comes to it. So we've talked about the definition and we know what the definition of dieting is. And we've talked about some of the problems that dieting can do. And you may be able to identify with some of those issues and you might be stuck in that place. And so sometimes when it comes to eating healthy, we don't often get contention when it comes to eating healthy. We don't get, don't eat healthy because it's bad for your health. Don't eat vegetables because they're going to make you fat. Nobody says that. Everybody says it about carbs. Everybody says it about overprocessed foods that are not normally produced from the ground and that have put so many different additives and so many extra things in order for it to taste nice. Now, let me be real with you because, you know, if you've been listening for a while or if you're new here, let me just tell you, I love to keep it real and transparent. I like those things. I like those things. But what I don't like is the way that it makes me feel afterwards. Now, If you've seen my picture before and after, I don't tend to post my before and after photos because I don't like the way that I looked, but they are reality. Sometimes I tend to, everything happens to me in a DM. So sometimes when I'm speaking to clients or people that want to work with me, I'm tending to show them my before and after photos because it's this more of a conversation and it's more an intimate conversation. There are a few but there are, there are pictures that I continue to show and pictures that I just continue to keep in my folder because that shows me my before and after. And it's also a reminder of where I was physically and mentally in my body. Now, I was addicted to fast food and processed food for 20 years. I'm now 37. So in my 30s, my early 30s, now, oh my gosh, can you believe I'm almost 40? <laughs> but in my early 40s is when I started to really, really have an adverse reaction to the foods that I was eating. Because I I learned to eat 20 years over two 20 years is the lifetime of somebody some of you may have had three children in that age span some of you may have one child that is that particular age now think of it in the in those terms 20 years of being addicted to fast food now what do I mean when I say being addicted so what later went to happen was food choices that I was making had started to affect my health and it started to affect my mind I was forgetting things not to mention I was overweight not to mention the burning sensation that I would have in my throat and in my chest and also in my stomach where I was starting to be violently sick after certain types of food that I ate and that's been a battle there have been times where recently I've been healed for so many years over three years now and I've eaten it and then it's made me sick now for me that means I need to make a personal choice that I can no longer eat fast foods or processed foods because of what it does to my body and the reason why I got addicted to those foods in it in this first place is one because I grew up from a, in a single parent home with other siblings and we struggled financially we struggled food wise we struggled those fast foods was luxuries we couldn't afford those we just about had a tin of tuna and some rice and it stretched for five days which is partly why I don't like tuna anymore because we had it so consistently growing up as children and now that I can afford it and once I could afford that food I got I remember we had this thing called education maintenance allowance and that was 30 pounds a week that felt like 300 pounds a week Every single week, I wouldn't use it for books. I wouldn't use it for studying, which is what it was for, and travel. What I would use it for is school lunch. Well, not school lunch. I was in I was in college by then, but I was using it for lunch. I would take the bus and we would go into the central town and we would have McDonald's, chicken sandwich meal and a Coke. No ice, 
every single day, full fat coat every single day. When I got home, my routine was a bag of American chocolate chip cookies, five of them, and a glass of double full fat milk with the blue lid. And that I, that was my American dream. That is what I had. I had an American dream to live like that. And from the age of 16 up until my 30s is when I had an unhealthy relationship and an unhealthy addiction to food because it started to fill a void. It started to make me feel complete. It started to make me feel confident to be able to eat that way. And it comforted me when I was angry, when I was anxious, when I was insecure, when I was happy, when I was sad, when I was bored, when I was stressed. Food was always there for me as a comfort. When my friends weren't replying to my texts instantly when I wanted them to, I would eat because I would think that they were rejecting me if they were not listening to me or messaging me in the time frame that I gave them. So food was always there for me. It's almost like, I can't even describe it, but it was always there for me. I could always turn to food and rely on it. It didn't speak back. It didn't give me its opinion, but it was always there. I kind of put this food on a pedestal for 20 years of my life. And that is an addiction to food. That is an addiction to fast and processed foods. And it's an unhealthy food because you're idolizing if you're, you are identifying with this, you are idolizing food and you're putting it on a pedestal in a place that either God should be or someone else that's in a relationship. And even then, if it's somebody else, that person can never fulfill you in the way that you want to be fulfilled. Much like food can never fulfill you in the way that you want to be filled. Because if you realize once that euphoric moment has ended, what do you feel like afterwards? And these are the things that you need to pay attention to when it comes to these types of food. Now, hear me. Am I saying don't eat those things? Not at all. If that's personally you and it fits in line with your goals and you want to continue to eat them, that's totally your choice. But for me, as it's recently started to reaffect my health in terms of when I've started to introduce it back to my food, back to my body, it started to play up on my body. And so now for me, I am walking out that journey to cut out fast food. Is it easy? No, it's not because you go to stores and you have fast food. You go out with friends and you have fast food. But my body is a temple. If you're a Christian woman like me, we know the Bible talks about our body is a temple and we've got to take care and be honoring to what our bodies are and be mindful of what we're putting in our bodies. Now, even if you're not a Christian, our bodies are a temple still. There's still a temple and we still need to be mindful of what we're eating. Also taking into consideration how these foods make you feel after you've eaten and after the euphoric moment has ended, how do you feel? How do you feel in your gut? How do you feel in your mind? How do you feel in your body? Weeks after you've eaten the food and the weight gain has happened and you look at yourself in the mirror, how do you feel? Bedroom moments at nighttime, how do you feel? Do you feel like, yes, you want your husband to look at you with the lights on or with the lights off or you want to like to see your mirror or your reflection in the mirror? How does it make you feel when you see your body, when you see when the food has started to take its toll on your body? How do you feel about that? That may then lead for some of you to go to a fad diet. And so that then repeats the cycle and it goes over and over again. And so sometimes it can seem like, well, I've got to cut out all carbs. I've got to do drastic measures. And that's not the case. We don't have to cut these out completely. If you know that you are somebody that can have this little and often, it's something. It's something that you can choose personally for you and how the food responds to you in your body. Do you feel better for not having it? That may be your decision. Do you feel okay with managing it once a month or once every three months? that's your decision but it's about being on being control and being aware of 
what it makes you feel like. So those before and after photos that I have that I don't share with the world, they are my constant reminder to help me remember what I actually felt like. And that's when my body told me physically, you need to stop eating these foods. And so when it comes to dieting, dieting actually makes it harder for you to lose weight. That's a little bit about my story and my background. And along those times, if you haven't listened to my story, you can listen to that back in the earlier episodes. But along the way, I wanted to lose fat quick because after 20 years and my body being the biggest I was, wearing overweight clothes, oversized clothes, size 20 clothes to hide any form of fat. When people were taking full-length photos with actual cameras, I was afraid for people to see my body, so I would hide behind everybody else. So they hid me, and the only thing you could see in the photo was my head. Until somebody called me forward and said, Verona, we need to see you. Or there would be other times where I would categorically make a scene so I couldn't take a picture. There are two extremes here, but both of them meant I was unhappy with my body. So I wanted to make it go fast. And that's when I entered the scene of fad diets. One of the problems with dieting is that it doesn't teach you to deal with the root cause. It teaches you to deal with the fruit. And so if you think of poison ivy, if you're in a garden, you're into gardening, or you know somebody who's into gardening, poison ivy is a nightmare because it wraps its ra- it wraps around loads of things and sometimes it can kill other plants and other flowers that you're trying to grow and it can be a nightmare so you can cut it off at the roots at the flowers or even some shrubbery you can cut it off at the top and and then before you know it it's growing back again and you're like I thought I cut this off no you haven't totally cut off or dealt with the roots in order for it to no longer grow or to sprout it's the same thing when it comes to a fad diet it doesn't teach you to deal with the root cause my root cause for me was growing up in a single parent family with not enough food that when I finally found money to have food I went wild and to the point where I overate it too much not that I only just not that I only gained weight but I also started to affect my health. And the second thing, second problem about dieting is it can have an effect on your metabolism. Now, what I mean by that is the more that you stop and start a diet, it can take you longer to lose weight. And that is where some of you may struggle when it's like, I'm doing everything right. What am I doing wrong? It's not the th- it's not you that's the problem. It's the method that you're using to try to get you there. So it's about being sure and understanding that when your metabolism is a fit meta- when your metabolism is affected because you've been chronically dieting and stop and starting for such a long time, repair that, focus on that, get some blood work, get a coach to support you who's into metabolic health. So get get some blood work with your doctor, get a blood test so you can see and understand what's going on underneath, then put together a plan so that you can build up on health so you're not having to diet and you're eating the right amount of calories that your body needs over a long period of time. And thirdly, the problem with dieting is it takes you away from what actually works. And that why and that's what I mentioned in the beginning of this show is slow and steady. Slow and steady isn't attractive, slow and steady isn't appealing because it's not doesn't have the gold, the glitz, and the glam. It's boring and it's a thing that we don't necessarily want to do because we live in a microwave society and we want instant results. If you're trying short-term methods to deal with long-term problems you're going to come to the place that you are currently at now if you are the person who has tried the blue plan, 
the purple plan, all of these concoctions, these pills, these shakes that promote the earth, wind and the fire. But all that happens is you get belly grumblings and you get constipation. Now that isn't appealing, but you don't see the people on social media promoting the real after effects of these diets and the fad diets that they happen to their bodies as a female. Now, if you haven't listened to the podcast where I talk about keto and all of those effects that it has on you as a female, that should never happen you can listen to those things. Now, you don't need to cut out carbohydrates because carbohydrates are the body's source of fuel, preferred source of fuel, and it's brain food. And carbohydrates are more than white bread, white pasta, white spaghetti. It's so much more than that. Vegetables are carbohydrates. Fruits are carbohydrates. Pasta are carbohydrates. And it's not just white bread and it's not just white pasta there's loads of things that you can eat that are carbohydrates as well so it's not afraid don't be afraid of carbohydrates don't cut them out if you notice you are insulin sensitive then you may reduce the simple that you may start to reduce the amount of carbohydrates that you have in terms of things like donuts cakes sweets full fat milk etc that is something that you can begin to do personally if that's what you want to do but it doesn't mean you have to cut them out and restrict them what about oats What about sweet potatoes? These are packed with vitamins, these are packed with minerals, and these are good for our bodies. So we don't need to be fearful of carbohydrates. Instead, focus on the things that will help build nutrient-dense lifestyles for the long term. Friends, I have loved recording this episode with you. This has been a good one about the problems with dieting. And as I say, friends, if this has helped you in any way, don't forget to leave a review and share with a friend who is struggling the same way. Until next time, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episodes, friends. I hope you got some value. You've been listening to VA Nutrition Coaching, the podcast. If you have any questions at all, please feel free to hit me up and send me a DM at VA Nutrition Coaching and you can get me there. Don't forget, sign-ups are open. They will close on the 27th of November for Macros 2.0, the eight weeks group nutrition coaching if you are ready to take control of your nutrition. Can't wait to see you in the next next one.